up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hire somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Season's over. I'm done. And Eric Fry. Like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. (laughs) It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Welcome in to a brand new week, a brand new month here on the uh, starting lineup. April 3rd, uh, 2023. What's happening out there, people? Welcome in to a Monday show. It's just another manic Monday around here. And it is Travis Sparks back here with you after a few days away from the microphone. It's great to be back here on this Monday. And Eric Fry, of course, hanging out with you. And we're hanging out with you until the next hour here on Trustful ESPN Radio 98.9 of the game airwaves. And I got a lot of stuff to talk about. I've been away for a little bit so I got a lot of things to uh, cover coming up we'll be talking about uh, the NCAA uh, tournaments as the uh, championship game is set up for uh, tonight we'll uh, take a look at what happened at the uh, final four on uh, Saturday and we'll take a look at the women's tournament as well as the championship game caused a little bit of controversy uh, yesterday as well We'll hit up on uh, some uh, local sports. Get set up for uh, the uh, schedule for today. A bright day and sunny should be in the 70s. So it should be perfect temperatures for uh, baseball and uh, softball action today. And we'll take a look at that schedule coming up. We'll hit up on whatever happened in the weekend of the uh, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball underway. And we'll take a look at who won the uh, first series of uh, the year. How do the Cardinals do? How do the Cubbies do? And the rest of Major league of baseball and whatever don't get to here in the uh terrestrial show we get to in the pod stick around for the uh pod has uh, got nascar to recap nascar pick them to a uh, recap as well and of course it's the post weekend so we got to get you the top three moments from this sports weekend as well so uh, absolutely a loaded a show as we always have here on a monday to get to so uh, we have a lot to get to here today, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's just waste uh, no more time and uh, let's uh, kick it off and uh, let's hit it up with what we always start the show with, and that is First Things First. Before we get into the show. First 
first things first. And let's start off in the NCAA tournament. Let's start out in the final four. And let's start off with the men's tournament as that took place on Saturday. The final four as we're treated with the San Diego State and Florida Atlantic game. As looked like for the longest time, FAU was going to go to the championship game tonight. But San Diego State said not so fast. And they ended up hitting a game winner there at the very end as they were trailing and then when they hit the game winner they end up winning by a single point 72-71 as they bounced the Owls from the tournament and the Aztecs they're on to the championship game yeah and you know Travis as I said on the the show Friday you know this FAU team has nothing to hang their head about in this loss they were there, like you said. They can be upset that they lost. Yeah, because they had it. But no one expected them to be this far. No. So the fact they got this far and had a chance at making the national championship game, they can hang their head high, knowing that they played every game to the best of their ability. Right. And even even Saturday night, it's a last second shot. Right. They lost Those on are a 50, buzzer beater. 50-50 shots. Yeah. Y- y- you know, when when someone puts up a last second shot, it's either going in or going out. Right. It, it's out of your control at that point. So, uh, you know, hats off to San Diego State for, you know, playing the game they played. I think they were – they out of the four teams, Travis, that made this Final Four, would you not say they were kind of the ones that were most overshadowed as far as, you know, FAU had the story of never winning a tournament game until they got here this year. And, you know, Florida's – even though it's an SEC team, you know – or Miami, excuse me, it's an ACC team, you know, so that's got a big yeah. conference feel. UConn has oh. the tradition, like – uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they definitely were the most overshadowed team for sure with the FAU Cinderella run and then Miami. There was a lot of talk of how they've gotten to the uh, Final Four here, how they've uh, used the transfer portal and how they've used uh, the Miami boosters to do uh, mm-hmm. the NIL deals and how they've kind of constructed their team and, of course, what UConn's been able to do during this entire run of the uh, NCAA tournament, blowing out teams left and right. So, uh, yeah, I think that's 100% accurate that the Aztecs have kind of been uh the fourth team that's kind of been overlooked here and uh well can't overlook them nope. anymore nope uh they're in the the championship game tonight so uh, we'll see how it shakes out there for san diego state this evening absolutely we will and uh you know i i'm we'll, we'll talk we'll talk when we preview the championship game right yeah in uh, yukon uh, they didn't have as much sweat handling uh, miami as uh, they won easily a 72 to 59 as uh, you know Miami they just had a bad first half mm-hmm. and can really uh, come back from that as uh, the Huskies win again and uh, they win by a pretty uh, comfortable margin here 72 59 to advance to the championship game exactly what they've done all tournament right I mean running away mm-hmm. and this UConn team has not been challenged all tournament long yeah not really all, all tournament long they have been uh, they may they may not be a a top seed but travis i don't think any team has played better in march than uconn has right yeah i mean i think for maybe a little bit of that iona game or st mary's game there may have been some flashes where it was close early on but uh you know they obviously won easily over both of those teams, and mm-hmm. they easily handed Arkansas. Arkansas easily beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Right. Yep. Yeah, so 
just been on a great run for UConn. And yeah, this is what they do. You know, they've, they're always come in and there's a lot of comparisons to, between the teams that have uh, won championships in the past. And uh, they're just uh, finding their groove at the right time here. And, you know, they get bounced early in the big East tournament, but here we are as uh, they're all the way into the championship game. Uh, tonight to take on uh, San Diego State, and uh, they are the uh, favorites yep. coming in tonight as they're only favored, I say only, because of all the blowouts that UConn's been having. It's uh, seven points is the uh, spread for tonight's game against uh, the Aztecs. I think I heard that's one of the biggest spreads in, in championship game history. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, you know, it, it's really astonishing uh just how much they are are favored uconn is seeking to win it all after starting the season unranked uh in the ap preseason poll since the ap debuted travis in 61 62 only six teams have won it all after being unranked at the start of the season the last one was 2011 who was it in 2011 who did it you ask oh it was uconn yeah they have a history of doing that um both these teams by the way travis were listed at 60 to 1 at the start of the season to win the national championship Mm-hmm. Largest, regardless of who wins, that would be the lar- longest preseason odds by an eventual national champion since UConn in 2014. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So UConn. Now, since the tournament field expanded to 85 teams, teams favored by uh, to expand into 85, 1985, teams favored by seven points or more in the national championship games are four and three outright. This would mm. be the largest spread since 2010, and a tie for the seventh largest spread in the national championship game since that 1985 season. The longest was in '96 when Kentucky was favored by 14 over Syracuse. Kentucky would end up winning that game, but uh, yeah, the uh, the favorites don't always win in this championship. No, but no, UConn does true. have some history going for it, Travis, as uh, UConn has won the title three times in the state of Texas. If they were to win. They would be. Uh, they would have the most by any team in a state in NCAA tournament history. Hmm. Wow. Yep. And this is the second meeting between these two teams, by the way, in the tournament. They met back in 2011 in the Sweet 16. UConn got the win there. Uh, that game featured a matchup between future NBA stars Kawhi Leonard, who played for San Diego State, and Kemba Walker. So there you mm, go, Kemba. Kemba and Kawhi battling in in college. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To. Uh... We found some famous alums there, and apparently I didn't even know about this until uh, Saturday. I was watching game day a little bit that they were talking to a famous FAU alum. Oh, who's that? Carrot Top. Oh, how'd he not show up on my page of famous alum? What am I doing? I mean, they should have won just based on that. Yeah, so uh, he's not making the trip to uh, the championship game tonight because – FEU is not in it there. He was uh-huh. talking about maybe coming down for the championship, even though I doubt that he's even watched a single second of a college basketball this season there out in Vegas doing uh-huh. what he does there. But we found a famous alum from There FAU. we go. Thank you. Thank you for that. It's up. So but before we move uh, on from this, Travis, I know we're going to. Yep. I'm looking at the brackets here, and, and it's just the craziness of this year. Who's faced the tougher road to get here? Because I don't think either one of these teams have really been tested. You look at San Diego State, they were a 5 seed. They beat the 12, Charleston. Then they had to face the 13 of, of Furman, who, who beat Virginia. Mm-hmm. They beat them. They did have to knock off Alabama, which right. I think was a surprise to a lot of people. Then they had to take on the number 6 seed, Creighton, who a lot of people had picked to make the Final Four or at least make a run. Yeah, and that uh, game was close. It came down to the very yep. end. And then they beat FAU by a the basket. Very end, yeah. 
You look at UConn's road, though. They took out the 13 Iona, the 5 seed St. Mary's, the mm-hmm. 8 seed Arkansas. They didn't have to face a 1. The 3 right. seed Gonzaga, who they just destroyed. And then Miami, who's a 5 seed. Travis, they haven't faced anyone lower than a 3 seed this whole tournament. And they're not going to. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Has UConn been running away with these games because they haven't faced an opponent that can compete with them? And is San Diego State that opponent? Right. I yeah, maybe that's one of the other reasons why the spread is so big tonight, seven, seven and a half, because San Diego State's already won a couple of close games. Yeah. And uh, that gets overlooked that they did beat Alabama, which was a lot of people's picks to uh, take did. the and, brackets. So. And they beat them by more than a last-second basket. Right, exactly. And I, I think that should matter for something. But, again, a lot of people had Gonzaga picked to win the whole thing, and UConn just wiped the floor with them. Mm-hmm. So, yep. but it, but it, to me, this is what I always love about March. Is San Diego State a good team, or have they faced nobody on their way here? And the right. fact that you need last-second shots to be a nine-seed and a six-seed makes you kind of wonder if you're a good team or if you had lucky shots. Right. Yep. Exactly. We'll find out tonight. Uh, we'll find out right tonight. Right here on 99 The Game. And uh, so, yeah, definitely a tune in to uh, the game tonight. 6.30. Huskies starts. versus Aztecs this evening. And then uh, yesterday afternoon, yes, the uh, Women's National Championship is uh, have a problem with this, mm-hmm. that it's on at 2.30 in the afternoon on a Sunday, but uh, – I digress. Uh, it was LSU uh, taking the uh, national championship as uh, Kalen Clark comes up a little bit short and Iowa comes up a, a little bit short in uh, this one as LSU kind of ends up running away with it and 102 points in a, a national championship game. That's just remarkable. And LSU just shot lights out from beyond the arc. Uh, but it is kind of a shame of how this game isn't really being talked about of what actually happened uh, within the confines of the game. There was a lot of things about mm-hmm. uh, the officiating uh, with not just uh, Caitlin Clark and that one technical uh, that she had about throwing the ball behind her back. Uh, but uh, there were other things in the game as well with the uh, another girl for Iowa being in foul trouble and even the two best players for LSU uh, Reese and Poole being in foul trouble as well a couple of questionable fouls as it's a shame that uh, the two things that are coming out of this game is not about what happened in the actual game it's the officiating and what happened towards the end of the game with Angela Reese and uh, Kaylin Clark uh, there, Angela Reese doing the celebration of pointing to her uh, ring finger and also doing the you can't see me uh, celebration in Kaylin Clark's face there at the uh, very end. So yeah. uh, kind of a shame that, that that's kind of getting clouded over uh, LSU's performance. I mean, it was a dominating performance from LSU. And I love the quote from LSU after the Iowa game on Saturday or on, on Friday where they basically said that they felt Iowa's defense disrespected South Carolina in the way they played. And you could tell from that moment LSU was going to come out with a chip on their shoulder to come out and prove that this Iowa defense couldn't stop them. Right. And uh, Clark and Iowa said that they weren't going to defend LSU the same way. And uh, I think, hey, whatever – a little bit of a slight that LSU felt that mm-hmm. uh, Iowa did against South Carolina 
and playing the defense the, the way that they did. Uh, all the greats kind of have used the even the slightest bit of motivation. stuff to, as motivation, and yep. that's exactly uh, what they did. And, hey, uh, that one, Carson, uh, she was uh, five or six, and I think that was all in the first half as well, 22 points there to kind of spark LSU. And, you know, they weren't a very good three-point shooting team all season long, but 11 for 17 yesterday, and uh, they ended up getting it done. Uh, there and, and I was gonna say again, take nothing away from what Clark and Iowa did. I mean, right. you know, she had uh, 1,055 points this season, set a new Big Ten single season record, fourth most in a season in women's Division One history. 191 points, Travis, in the tournament alone, which is the most in a single year in men's or women's tournament history. Mm-hmm. Right. But she's ineligible for the draft, just so you know. So she will be back next year. Right. For at least one more year. Yeah, at least one more year. And she is within striking distance of passing Washington's Kelsey Plum for the most career points in D1 history. Mm, there so you go. Be on the lookout for that. So, But, yeah, uh, you know, LSU, they, they just – they just took it to them. Right. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll get into this in the uh, podcast. So uh, I'll save it for uh, that. Of Just uh, more of my thoughts about the whole uh, Reese and mm-hmm. uh, Clark mm-hmm. uh, situation mm-hmm. uh, there at the uh, very end. Because I do would love to uh, de- dive deeper into that topic of conversation uh, there. So yep. uh, we'll just table out for the uh, podcast. And uh, so uh, let's uh, continue on and move on to a uh, local sports. So we'll take a look at uh, some of the action that happened over the weekend, but we'll get you set for the uh, schedule for uh, today in a baseball and a softball coming up next here on the star lineup. The starting lineup from 98, nine, the game studios. We'll be right back. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Our goal at Rue Hall Auto Body is to deliver professional customer satisfaction, the highest quality repair, and a quick turnaround. Rue Hall Auto Body is here to assure you that your vehicle is repaired to its pre-accident condition by our trained technicians, modern equipment, and premium quality parts. Rue Hall Auto Body is located in the former Rick Meyer Auto Body location on Route 40 between Totopolis and Effingham. Call Jake Ruhall at 217-857-6150 for all your automotive collision needs. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world, but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. 
I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6759. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-575-6759. That's 800-575-6759. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, trunk lids, license plate holders, and headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. When you need parts, get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. Lowe's MVP's bonus days are back for pros. Right now, buy a DeWalt 20-volt max power stack battery two-pack at $199 and get a select DeWalt Bear tool free. Plus, earn three times the bonus points on all Metabo HPT tools and products. Shop even more savings and bonus points offers during MVP's bonus days at Lowe's. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. About 320 through 331. Subject to change. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken in time of purchase. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. Pitches. Molina hits it high and deep left center field. Back to the track, the wall. Goner! Tie game in the ninth. One pitch from Kimbrell and Molina ties the game. A swing and a long one. Home run, Paul DeYoung. Left center field. Back to back, Jack. The Cardinals have taken the lead in the ninth. Craig Kimbrell is serving up batting practice. Two pitches in the ninth inning. Craig Kimbrell is serving up batting practice. Phillies may have been uh, serving up at batting practice this weekend against the Rangers, and that's Craig Kimbrell's new team there. And we'll get to baseball here in uh, just a second. But welcome back in uh, to uh, the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. And uh, we'll get to baseball here in uh, the uh, next segment. But uh, let's take a look at uh, some uh, local uh, stuff that happened on Saturday. Well, only a couple of games uh, only slid in on uh, Saturday due to the uh, weather that moved in on uh, Friday night. It was uh, Decatur St. Teresa getting the win over Hayworth 13-1. Uh, to one. It was uh, Rue Catholic over uh, Piasala 7-2-1 on uh, Saturday. And uh, that was really it from uh, the weekend from uh, that aspect uh, there. Uh, the uh, local schedule for uh, today, weather looks good uh, for uh, that. So yep. uh, hopefully uh, no issues uh, there. In high school baseball in the uh, National Trail Conference uh, today, uh, we got uh, St. Anthony traveling to uh, Muhammad to take on Muhammad Seymour. Vandalia at uh, CHBC. 
Flora will host the Dietrich Hananioga is at a Shelbyville Little Illini Conference is a Danville at a Paris a Lawrenceville at a Fairfield Olney is at a uh, Oblong Powell Hub and Red Hill is at a Robinson in the Apollo Conference. It's a Lincoln matching up with uh, Peoria and Notre Dame. And in Tatopolis, it's FEM squaring off against the uh, Wooden Shoes there in that uh, rivalry game. Uh, Lincoln Prairie Conference is a Blue Ridge at Tri-County. Argenta hosts Okaw Valley. Heritage at Arcola. Ala at Decatur LSA. Villa Grove at a Sarah Gordo. Central Illinois Conference. So Warrensburg Latham is at Harrisburg Inman in the South Central Conference. You got Hillsboro at Lincolnwood. Jacksonville at Piasol Pena hosting uh, Moroa Forsyth, but I don't think that game is going to happen due to uh, some unfortunate events that happened in uh, the Pena uh, community uh, there as they had already uh, canceled school for uh, today. And uh, North Mac is at uh, Porta as well. In a softball in the National Trail Conference, you got Winsor's Two Straws at a South Central. St. Anthony hosting a CHBC. Uh, Chrysler Rock Lutheran at a North Clay, Clay City. Dietrich at Flora. Little Line you got Newton hosting FEM. Casey at Topolis. Lawrenceville at Fairfield. Olney at OPH. Apollo Conference, you got Monticello against uh, Mount Zion. Jacksonville at Lincoln and Charleston hosting Urbana. Lincoln Prairie Conference, you got Villa Grove at Cumberland. Arcola at Ocala Valley. Tri-County hosting Ala. Heritage at Argenta and uh, Sarah Gordo against uh, Blue Ridge. Uh, Central Illinois Conference, you got Decatur MacArthur at Macon Meridian. South Central Conference, you got Vandalia hosting Greenville, Breeze Modern Day at Hillsboro, Staunton at Carlinville, um, Royal Forsyth at Pena. That's probably not going to happen either. And a North Mac at a Springfield, Sacred Heart, a Griffin. And we also do have a couple of track meets today. Uh, North Clay is at Flora. And uh, St. Anthony, Altamont, Newton, Olney, Paris, and a few others will be at Mattoon today for a boys and a girls track meet mm-hmm. there uh, today. And uh, you can uh, take a look at the uh, local sports on our local sports tab on our website, fmradio.com. Just click on the local sports tab. That's where we have the uh, schedule, and that's where we'll have all of the uh, score updates uh, there for those games uh, today. And we'll be back to uh, talk about those games uh, tomorrow. So, um not a lot happening during the weekend. Nope. Uh, Thanks, Mother but, Nature. Yep. Uh, Mother Nature is going to be uh, kicking up again uh, later in the week as uh, more storms set to be on the way. So that means more rain for the middle of the mm-hmm. week. So uh, we'll get the games in uh, that we can, though, and we'll report on them over on the local sports tab on FEM Radio. All right, we continue this uh, train uh, rolling on, and we roll on with uh, some national sports over the weekend. Definitely want to hit up on uh, some baseball, and we'll see if we can get to NBA and uh, maybe some NHL as well. Uh, Coming up here in uh, just a second in the next segment here on The Starting Lineup. The Starting Lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screens, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. 
you can submit a claim for your PACT Act related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Our client's success is our success. When you're in business, planning a marketing strategy and keeping up with marketing trends can be tough. At Cromwell Media in Effingham, we get that, but we're here to help. That's what we do. Current marketing specialists at Cromwell Media in Effingham have years of experience helping local businesses grow. We've built many great relationships. Sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Cromwell Media offers a great opportunity to work with local businesses to help them grow. Experience is preferred, but we'll work with you if you're not. Main thing is to build relationships and to help people. We have the tools it takes to get you to the next level. So if you're ready for a rewarding career, we'd love to talk to you. Full or part-time positions available. For more information, go to effinghamradio.com or email your resume to sheila.myers at cromwellmedia.com or drop off at 405 South Banker, Suite 201 in Effingham. Equal opportunity, affirmative action employer. Are you ready to upgrade to a new or newer vehicle? Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota wants to buy your car, and we're offering top dollar regardless of the make or model. Our expert appraisers will give you a fair and transparent evaluation. Plus, when you sell to us, you'll have access to our extensive inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles at unbeatable prices. Don't wait. Save the most here at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham, or danheck.com online. Score. Pass. Out of bounds. Those are sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. (laughs) You see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is a bacon or sausage egg croissant plus small seasoned potatoes for three bucks. It's the breakfast that don't miss. So if you did miss Wendy's breakfast, don't imagine fresh cracked eggs, sizzling sausage, crispy bacon, and block out those hot, buttery, flaky croissants. Croissants don't really make a sound, but if they did, for a breakfast that don't miss, Wendy's is that breakfast. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Select a request $3 breakfast deal to obtain discount. Not valid for a la carte combo orders. And now, shut up. I'm so tired of spoiled, privileged kids thinking that they deserve something. They don't deserve anything. You earn it. Shut up. With your 256,000 signatures, who gives a crap? They're most probably bots anyways. The starting lineup. Hi, my name is Eric. And I live in Aurora, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Aurora. Excellent. I've had plenty of day jobs. Nothing I'd call a career. I'll say this. I have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. It's from Wayne's World. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? On 98.9 The Game.
Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Blues won't be returning to the postseason this year. St. Louis was eliminated from playoff contention with a 4-3 shootout loss to Boston Brewers at the Enterprise Center. Now, the Blues did overcome a three-goal deficit to tie the game with under 30 seconds left in regulation, but they missed all three of their attempts in the shootout. Blues are sixth place in the Central Division with 77 points and a 35-35-7 record. They host Philadelphia tomorrow night. St. Louis City SC suffered their first MLS blemish with a 1-0 loss to the Minnesota United at City Park on Saturday. Despite dominating possession for most of the match, St. Louis allowed a goal in the 70th minute to end its run of perfection. City remains first place in the Western Conference with five wins, zero draws, and one loss for 15 points. They visit Seattle this Saturday. The Bulls dominated the second half and are out to a 128-107 victory over the visiting Memphis Grizzlies at the United Center. Chicago outpaced Memphis 75-39 in the final two quarters to clinch its second straight win. Zach Levine scored a team high at 36 points while dishing out nine assists for the Bulls. DeMar DeRozan had 31 and Colby White had 19 off the bench. The Bulls are 38 and 40, sitting 10th place in the East. They visit Atlanta tomorrow. The White Sox defeated the Astros on Sunday to split their series while the Cubs surrendered five runs in the top of the sixth and a 9-5 loss to the Brewers at Wrigley Field. The Cubs will send Drew Smiley to the rubber against Cincinnati tonight and the Blackhawks gave up three goals each in the second and third periods for a 6-3 loss to the Devils. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on uh, 98.9. It's Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits. And do you pop champagne for when you get eliminated from playoff contention? I don't know if you quite do that, but uh, hey, the Blues, basically the season's over. We're eliminated from the uh, playoffs. So, uh, yeah, just a bad, miserable year. Uh, comes to a close there and uh, officially eliminated uh, there. All right, so let's hit up on uh, some uh, Major League Baseball, save our localish teams uh, for uh, the end. But it was the Rays and uh, Jeffrey uh, Springs going six hitless innings as the Rays uh, sweep the Tigers out of town as uh, they win the series over Detroit. And they won on Sunday 5-1. to one. It was the uh, Nationals getting uh, the uh, win a Salvaging at least one game in this series and avoiding the sweep as they won on on Sunday, four to one over the Braves. And Mackenzie Gore had a decent game there to stave off the sweep. There, it was Boston winning the series over Baltimore as they won nine to five on on Sunday. And man, the way that they won on Saturday, that was Baltimore going to Baltimore, right? As they had the chance to win the game at the very end. They drop an easy fly ball, and then the Red Sox eventually uh, walk it off there thanks to uh, Duvall uh, doing it again as he comes up with the go-ahead single yesterday to win the series against Baltimore. It was the Yankees getting the shutout over the uh, Giants on Sunday, 6 to nothing. Giancarlo Stan goes deep, I mean a deep, as it was him and a judge going back-to-back. I think it was that shot by Stan was 485 feet, and so uh, just a Launching it there in New York. There it was uh, the uh, Mets uh, getting uh, the uh, three uh, to one series victory over the uh, Marlins. They won on Sunday five to uh, one as uh, Singa. Nice game uh, for them as he struck out eight in his major league debut as well, and he wore a ghost glove. As well, so that was a nice touch there by Singa and uh, Mets off to a decent start there, uh, three and one on the year. It was the Reds getting the series win over the Pirates, a uh, three and two, a one. So the Reds now two and one 
to start off uh, the year. It was the uh, Twins getting a sweep over the Royals, uh, and uh, they won on Sunday 7-2-4. Joey Gallo goes off for two homers yesterday in the Minnesota win. It was the Angels getting a series win over the A's. They won on Sunday 6 to nothing as Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, the two best players in baseball, go back-to-back homers. And Otani had a, a pretty decent debut as well on the mound uh, earlier in the week as well. It was the uh, split of this series as the Diamondbacks got the split against the Dodgers and they won on Sunday 2-1. to there. It was the Guardians winning in extra innings and they take the four game series as the Mariners were only able to salvage one game in this four game set as the Guardians won on Sunday 6-5 to five in extras there. So Cleveland off to a decent start there. As the Padres splitting against the Iraqis, they won on Sunday 3-2-1 as Xander Bogarts had a two run home run to lead the way for San Diego. And as the Rangers sweeping the Phillies out of town as they won against Philadelphia 2 to 1 on Sunday. And man, it just seems like the Phillies they can't beat the Rangers. Look at some recent history, uh, just that one team that they can't beat and uh, they should probably, uh, but they don't as the uh, Rangers sweep the Phillies out of town uh, there and went on Sunday. And it was the Brewers winning the series over, well actually all right. It was the Brewers getting the win over over the Cubs on Sunday, nine two of five. There, uh, Jesse Winkler drives in a three to help the Brewers beat the uh, Cubbies there and uh, take the uh, series away from Chicago there as well. So, uh, hey, Cubs were only able to win one. I think it was the first one on uh, opening day uh, there, but then drop. The two on the weekend. And it was the White Sox splitting with the Astros. They won on Sunday a 6-2-3 there. So, hey, at least they salvaged the four-game split there. And then also on Sunday, it was the Cardinals getting the series win over the Blue Jays as Nolan Gorman. Oh, man, if this guy can be this way all season long, we're in for a treat as the Cardinals won 9 to 4 over the Blue Jays on a Sunday. And the game started off swimmingly as well. Back-to-back homers by Brennan Donovan. He goes homer for the second time in this series. And Burleson as well connects with his first home run. A little oppo action there as the wind just pushed that out of there as uh, the Cardinals were off and running. They also got a home run in that first inning by Nolan Gorman there as well. So three First inning home runs propel the Cardinals to win. As it looks like the Cardinals are uh, poised to score a lot of runs this season as they won the weekend. They won on Saturday. Hey, Jack Flaherty wasn't very sharp in the way of the walks department. What, he had like seven? But uh, he didn't give up a single hit. And uh, the uh, Toronto eventually did get the uh, uh, hit. But uh, they lost the game and then uh, lost it on Sunday as well. Who knows, the Cardinals might need to score a bunch of runs with the pitching staff uh, the way that they are as Flaherty uh, wasn't very sharp. Uh, Michaelis wasn't very sharp on opening day. And so, you know, it was a pretty decent uh, opening weekend uh, for the Cardinals. You know, you could have won it there on opening day, uh, but you didn't. It was 10-9 to there. And uh, Nolan Arenado, I don't know why the Blue Jays pitched to him there on opening day, but they did. We thank him very, very much. Uh, but 
Uh, the Cardinals end up losing it in the end there. So a lot of good things, a lot of positive coming out offensively, at least for the uh, Cardinals. And a lot of blue pits on uh, opening day for the Blue Jays uh, there as well. My observation uh, there being in St. Louis on uh, Thursday uh, there. But, hey. Uh, Cardinals end up getting the uh, series win, and it's already on to Atlanta as it will be uh, the uh, Cardinals and uh, Braves uh, this evening as we're going to have to switch that game over to uh, WCRA tonight due to the NCAA coverage uh, tonight. And Charlie Morton against uh, John Woodford on the mound for the uh, Cards this evening as they open up a series with the uh, Braves coming up this start of the week. And then it's on to Milwaukee. For the weekend. Hey, speaking of Milwaukee, they host the uh, Mets tonight, or this afternoon, I guess. They start at 110. Uh, Freddie Peralta going for uh, Milwaukee. Uh, Giants are up against the uh, White Sox uh, tonight. You also have the uh, Cubs and the Reds to start off a series. Twins and the Marlins will begin a series. Phillies against the uh, Yankees. You got uh, Cortez Jr. going for the Yanks. Tampa Bay against the uh, Nationals in Washington. You got the Pirates in Boston to take on the Red Sox. Uh, Toronto is in Kansas City, so they'll go across the state as they'll take on the uh, Royals. Uh, Barrios going on the bump for Toronto tonight. Uh, Baltimore against the uh, Rangers. We'll see if the Rangers can keep it going with uh, Gray on the mound. Uh, Tigers are trying to get their first win. They're against the Astros. Uh, Angels are in Seattle to take on the Mariners. Uh, Guardians in Oakland to take on the A's. Diamondbacks take on the Padres. And the Rockies are in L.A. to take on the uh, Dodgers tonight as well. So uh, successful opening weekend there. As a lot of games I know on opening day uh, were in the two-hour range. I know the Cardinals were one of the games that got stretched out to three hours just with the uh some of the delays that were in the game, you cut out most of the fluff, and it probably would have been a four-hour game if the normal rules were in place. But So one of the slowest games on opening day for the cards, but I think a pretty successful weekend. I didn't really see a lot of pitch clock violations anywhere to complain about on opening weekend at least. So uh, that is what's happening in the uh, baseball world. Let's take quickly uh, what happened in the NBA uh, this weekend and particularly uh, what is happening on uh, f- – we don't have any games tonight. I guess they're, they're taking the night off for uh, the national championship game tonight. Uh, so that's good for the NBA doing that. Uh, the Heat, they beat the Mavs 129-2-1-22. Luka Doncic goes off for 42, but uh, not enough to uh, get the dub against the Heat on Saturday. There's also the Pelicans getting the win over the Clippers 122-114 on Saturday. The Nets over the Jazz by a point, 111-2-1-10. As it was the Bulls also getting the victory over the Grizzlies, 128-107. Zach Levine goes off for 36 in the win. Trailblazers squeak out a dub over the Timberwolves, 107-105. I believe that the Trailblazers are playing a little shorthanded, as I think that I saw that they were shutting down Dame Lillard for the remainder of the season. But, hey, they still pick up the win over many there's also the Hawks getting the win over the Mavs in OT on Sunday, 132 to 130. And kind of a late game foul by Kyrie dooms the Mavs 
It was the Knicks over the Wizards, 118 to 109. It was the Magic, 128 over the Pistons, 102. It was the Spurs getting the win in OT over the Kings, 142 to 134. It was the Lakers getting the win over the Rockets, 134-109. Suns, 128-118 over the uh, Thunder. It was the Cavs over the Pacers, 115-05. It was the 76ers taking an L against Giannis and the Bucks, 117-104. And it was the, the Nuggets getting the win over the Warriors by away from home. This season, so. They have been playing better on the road, but yeah, not uh, not a good one. Yeah, AD goes off for 40 in the win for LA, mm-hmm. and uh, the Kings, they've done it. They're going to the playoffs. They uh, clinched a playoff yep. spot yep. over the weekend as yep. well. So Yep, uh, and the Knicks first did time as in well. A long time. Yeah, Knicks are going back there. And they're not trash. They're not. So Stephen A's got stuff to cheer for. And just so you know, the the Rockets or the Raptors are locked into the play-in tournament, so the Raptors will be in the play-in, yeah, regardless yeah. of what happens. And that's the only one, yeah. just smack dab right there in the middle with the Heat, Hawks, and Bulls. But yep. the Raptors, they're in no matter what. They'll be playing in the play-in. Uh, so uh, you got the top three uh, locked up for the uh, Western Conference and uh, top five. All locked up for the Eastern Conference. Uh, their Bulls, they're in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. You know, they a uh, couple games up on the uh, Magic, who are the only ones still technically alive in the playoff race, even though uh, the Wizards are already eliminated and they have the same exact record, same exact percentage as well. I don't get it. Hmm. Uh, but, man, uh, the Mavs down by a po- uh, game on the Thunder for the last playing spot. And uh, the th- uh, Jazz are a couple games away from getting eliminated from playoff contention there, as well as the NBA getting close to wrapping up the season. And we won't have to recap anything uh, for tomorrow because they're off tonight. Huh, that's odd. Like I said, I guess that they're taking uh, just uh, giving the spotlight to the NCAA championship game tonight, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I guess so, yeah. We will have, by the way, NBA basketball Thursday on 98 on the game. We'll talk more about that later on in the week. All right. Thursday NBA action uh, coming for you here on a 98.9. And it's the uh, post weekend, uh, so we got to give you the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. That's on the way to close out the show here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup. In 2020, Illinois had 270 motor vehicle accidents involving farm tractors or farm equipment. Five of these resulted in a fatality. Hello, this is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons. As we begin to see warm spring weather, farmers will be in the fields. As you go about your daily travels, remember, it only takes moments to overtake a farm tractor while you are traveling at highway speeds. Slow down and approach with caution when you meet a farm implement. Let's have a safe spring and consider the life you save could be your own. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. 
Don't use if allergic to Skyrizi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Finally, baseball is back. Swing into the season with tickets to the action. Plus, with basketball and hockey heating up, now is a great time to experience a game. Vivid Seats is proud to be the official ticketing partner of ESPN. From on the glass to in the stands, Vivid Seats has great ticket prices to all the games. Every crack of the bat, every dribble down the court. Catch it all with Vivid Seats. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Valvoline Advanced can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $37.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. And now. Already been postponed. Didn't think a hockey game was possible to get postponed, but I guess due to some inclement weather uh, coming in, it is. How about that? Something's not right. You don't say. The starting lineup. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. On 98.9 The Game. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. Back in to the uh, starting lineup on a 98.9 via game ESPN Radio. We're only here on ESPN Radio for just a, a smidge a bit longer. We got more stuff to uh, talk about in the uh, podcast. Coming up in the uh, pod, we got some NASCAR to uh, recap, NASCAR Pick'em to uh, recap. We got more stuff to say about uh, the uh, NCAA Women's National Championship and the controversy that that has uh, created. Also hit up on an April Fool's joke that went wrong, and uh, we'll see what else we can get to in the uh, uh, pod. On this day. On this day in sports history? Yes. All right, so we'll get to that in the uh, pod as well. But first, before we get to uh, the uh, pod, we got to close things out, and we got to close it out with the top three moments from the sports weekend. So let's go. And now it's time for the top three. Top three moments from the uh, sports weekend, of course, in a no particular order, but I'll start off with uh, my number three, and I'll try not to uh, butcher this guy's name, but you should probably know him because he's going to be a can't miss prospect in the NBA, but it's uh, Victor Wimbiyama. Yeah, that's what I'll say. 
He got a put-back dunk off a missed three and a step-back three, missed it, and he followed his shot and ends up with a slam dunk uh, there. But we might have to wait a couple more years as I think he's sticking around overseas. Maybe an April Fool's joke, I don't know. Uh, but uh, he threw down a nice put-back off of a missed three. He's a consensus number one draft pick, Travis. He is not staying overseas. Like I said, I maybe He's going to go be in Houston. I may be fooled. He's going to go uh, be in Houston where no one will see him. Probably. Probably so. Best of luck to you. Best of luck in basketball purgatory in Houston. Yes, in Houston. (laughs) Hey, it's either Houston or Orlando, Travis. Which one do you want to go to? It's true. I mean. Uh, Neither. I guess maybe he is staying overseas. (laughs) Or go to college. (laughs) Go to college. He might make some sweet NIL money. Uh, speaking of April Fools, Travis, my first one is I. You probably did not enjoy this. I enjoyed this. The Battle Hawks April Fools joke was That's awesome. What I was talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Mm. I saw it. I loved it. Travis did not. We'll talk more in the pod yeah. about it. We'll explain it more, more there. But I, I thought it was nice. The wounds are still fresh. I know. I know. But I liked it. I believed it at first too. I was like, again. Oh, come on. You believe this? I did. I did. Uh, I did. I fell for it. Someone else sent that to me as well. I'm like, look at what day it is. I didn't even think about the <laughs> day. On. I had so much other stuff going on from the weather Friday night. I had a come wedding on. on Saturday. I. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll get more into it if you missed it on April Fool's but uh, my number two a moment from the sports weekend was on a Saturday as well and it was the Cleveland Guardians and Seattle Mariners game as it only lasted two hours and three minutes give me more of that please as uh, that is uh, quite a quick baseball game so uh, the rules are doing just fine in a Seattle two-hour game baseball game that's awesome that's that's short I want that I'm sure you do sitting at home, but if you paid 115 bucks for a, a ticket, never mind parking, never mind beer, never mind hot dog. Yeah, it's kind of pricey. Uh-huh. That's that's what I was getting at. But, hey, you know what? If, if that's what you want, that's what you want. Uh, my number two is uh, we're going NASCAR, um, and that is uh, Kyle Larson winning the race yesterday. In the Ricky Hendrick scheme, which Ricky Hendrick drove in his career in the Bush Series before his uh, death in that uh, plane crash on what would have been his birthday. He won the race wow. in what would have been his birthday. So that's kind of awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, crazy how life works yep. out uh, that way. That's uh, I didn't it's know awesome. that. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Awesome for sure. And uh, my number one a moment from the uh, sports weekend, and you're going to say, Travis, this wasn't the weekend. Well, my weekend started on Thursday, so it's my number one moment. It didn't get any better from this. It was all downhill from here as Adam Wainwright singing the national anthem for the opening day as we wondered. There was no person to be announced for the national anthem singer and then he comes out of the line and said for his final year here's adam wainwright and the people went nuts and it was awesome as you would expect you expect people to go nuts and i saw that video travis and they did it was did an awesome job it was maybe one of the loudest i have heard bush stadium yeah and it, it was a total surprise yeah and, and it was just the fact that he was standing there, like, just part of the line, and then they announced it, and you could see his teammates kind of go, what? <laughs> yeah. 
And he did. He did a good job. Nice I, I think his, his guitarist messed him up a couple times. I don't think that was him. I think it was the, the backups he had. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like what you did there, saying that your weekend started on Thursday. Well, technically, Travis, if we're talking West Coast, it's still a weekend uh, whenever this happened. And that is the WWE is sold. Sold. It's sold to Endeavor, which is the home of UFC, and they are creating a super company between the two teams, UFC right. and WWE. Yeah, that is that's major. Yeah, and that's something that I didn't see a whole lot of the S word being thrown around. It's combining of the companies. Yes, the combine them twenty one billion dollars or whatever yes. company. They're combining, and now Travis, the interesting thing is. The television rights for both of these entities are up at the end of this year for all of it. So who is going to step in and take possibly the TV rights of the UFC, which we know is a juggernaut, mm-hmm. and, and WWE, WWE together? Right. Huge. Wow. Huge. Shapes the landscape of sports as far as television goes. Yeah, because UFC right now on ESPN with a lot of theirs, you know, ESPN if not all of it, and ES- ESPN Plus, WWE is on Fox and they're on USA Network as well as Peacock. Yep. Where is this all going? Because who missed out on purchasing WWE and was it was a contributor? ESPN, Comcast, they were there. Yeah. So man. it makes you wonder: Is there hard feelings? Are there are there entities that are like no, like? Mm. We don't want you on our TV anymore. Very interesting. Right. I'm gonna be interested to see how it goes forward. Yeah, UFC and WWE now owned. They by were out of this. The same supposedly. Same company. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah and as uh, the rumor kind of started swirling over the weekend during WrestleMania, and then it uh, just became official uh, today. Yep. As well. So. We had the the press conference and the news release and everything. Yep, and old Vince McMahon out there talking about. Uh, Talking about the merger mm-hmm. as well, and only looking how only Vince McMahon can look at these days. Uh, Don't know what's going on with that upper lip situation, but it's bad. <laughs> it's, it's bad in more ways uh, than one uh, there. So uh, that wraps it up for uh, the uh, sports weekend, and uh, for sure uh, we'll see and be looking out closely in the future of what will happen. It's not kind of crazy how WWE is like. Uh, they're on the USA Network, they're on Fox, but then their streaming is on Peacock. Yeah. Three different things there. Well, USA is owned by Peacock, so that's well, why. Yeah, I guess so. But, but still, it's crazy. It's uh, still a little weird. Yeah. And then uh, now, partners with UFC, basically. Yeah. Can't wait for Conor McGregor to win the WWE title. I can't wait for, for Conor McGregor versus Roman Reigns for the WWE title with Dana White in Conor's corner and Vince in Roman's corner. There you go. Get ready. He's just made WrestleMania 40. Get ready. Book it. Philadelphia. We're Philadelphia. Done. Lincoln Financial Field. I don't think that's what it's called now. But get ready for a WrestleMania 40 main event because we know that Roman's going to be holding the title still uh, for WrestleMania 40. All right. So uh, that will do it. We'll have more stuff to uh, say in uh, the uh, pod about that. Uh, Battle Hawks, April Fool's joke, and uh, the uh, uh, Iowa LSU situation in the national championship game and NASCAR recap as well. Coming up in the pod, but coming up more here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. <laughs>
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still hanging out with you. And we still got uh, more stuff to uh, talk about. We got NASCAR to uh, recap. We got the uh, Battle Hawks, April Fool's joke. And we'll also be talking more about the uh, Women's National Championship game as well. Coming in this day in sports well. history. In this date in sports history. All coming up here in the pod. All right, so uh, let's get to it. And uh, is there anything on sports or anything that you wanted to clean up? Yeah, the Ravens came close to acquiring a big name player as during his podcast, Big Play Slay. Eagles cornerback Darius Slay said he nearly joined Baltimore. Slay was given permission by the Eagles to seek a trade with another team before being released. The 32 year old said he negotiated a contract with the Ravens, but gave Philly the opportunity to match. The Eagles retained the veteran quarter by signing Slay to a three year, $42 million deal. Hmm. And uh, da, da, da. a week after Kentucky lost one of its guard to the transfer portal, another basketball player is now declaring for the draft. Carson Wallace announced over the weekend he'll forego his remaining college eligibility heading to the 2023 NBA draft in late June. ESPN ranks him as the 10th best prospect in the class. Kentucky lost starting point guard Shavir Wheeler to the transfer portal last week. And Hunter Dickerson yes. went to the transfer portal. Yeah, going to the transfer portal. Travis, <laughs> don't start. We just lost a big man. <laughs> don't start. Would you, would you just turn around everything you've ever said about him if he joined the Illini? Yes. <laughs> Can't beat him. Join him. Come to Champagne. <laughs> and that's all I got for Sports Center. The biggest face turn ever. Hey, if you want to hear, if you want to hear a rant about Illinois basketball, tune into Friday's pod. Yeah, tune into the the pod. Yeah, it was nice. I liked it. It was cathartic, Travis. Was he? You got a lot of things off your chest. Got a lot off my chest. Well, that's good. I feel better. And I hope I've cleansed myself and I've cleansed the Illini, and now we can all move forward in a positive direction. And now we can move on? Yep. Yep. You said what you need to say. And yes. You got it all out of your system. I all just, right. just want to dance. I understand that. I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. And Illinois doesn't like to dance. Yeah. Not for very long. No. And that's the Illinois basketball motto, as I said on the pod. We ain't here for a long time, but we're here for a good time. Yep, and that's a good song by the King. <laughs> but not exactly what you want your basketball no, team to not, be thinking. Not really what no, the motto no. they like to have. Yes. Well, speaking of uh, teams that, uh, well, transition be here for a, a long time. Uh, so a Saturday course april 1st that means april fools and that means april fools uh, jokes all over the place and uh, the battle hawks they had a april fools joke that well i don't know when uh, went off so well as uh, eric mentioned in his uh, top three uh they uh, tweeted out an official statement from their uh, twitter account and it read Following a vote from the XFL owners, the Battle Hawks have been officially approved to relocate to the greater Los Angeles area and will do so for the 2024 season. St. Louis is a city known for its incredibly hardworking, passionate, and proud people. Bringing the XFL back to St. Louis in 2023 will go down as one of the proudest moments in our league's history. This move isn't about whether we love St. Louis or its fans, but rather about what's best for the interest of the Battle Hawks organization. We'd like to thank the XFL, its owners, and all of Battle Hawk for their diligence and dedication and we look forward to building a world-class franchise in Inglewood and um, a lot of people St. Louis 
Calling this a rare L for the uh, Battlehawks. Open up some old wounds there. I get that it was a, a joke, but sometimes you need to read the room uh, a little bit. And uh, this uh, joke did not go over very well in the city of St. Louis. I loved this. Hmm. I Too thought soon. It, yes, but I love how they played into the history. And I love how they immediately came out and with a picture that said, we ain't going anywhere. Well, yeah, because of the negative backlash. No, I think they were going to release that no matter what, Travis. It's, it's, oh, it. Travis, you have to let it go. But you saw 30-some thousand people. They're not going to let it go. The city is not going to let it go, no matter what. Even if the NFL pays the city of St. Louis so much money, this f- fan base will never let it go. And you got to read the room of that. This is not something to joke about. This is not a joking matter for this fan base. I think it, it's so triggered by stuff. I think it. I think it is joking because you are supporting the new team. If they were having ten thousand people showing up to the dome and you put this out, no, that's a bad call. But this, you, we talked about it with the XFL attendance numbers. No yeah. one's coming close to the BattleHawks. The no. support is there. Yeah. Again, you have to know the day. We get, and, and I'll be honest, when I first saw this, I thought it was real. I went, oh my gosh, they're doing it again. Because I thought, Travis, where does the XFL not have a team? L.A. I guess L.A. Where does The Rock spend most of his time as the owner of this team, of this, this you know, XFL company? Mm-hmm. L.A. Probably L.A. So I immediately was like, oh, they're doing it again to St. Louis. Oh. And then I was like, ah, it's April Fool's. Yeah. It's April Fool's Day. April 1st. Yeah. Gotta, gotta be wary, wary of that. You do. But, again, um, if you again, if you listen to this show, you're obviously already a smart person. Of course. So you've already heard us talk about the attendance numbers. Just knowing that, you know there's right. no way the Battlehawks are ever going to leave until the XFL goes away. Right. They ain't going exactly. anywhere. They're the most profitable team of the XFL. Right. And uh, one of the first games back, they said that, you know, they weren't going to restart the XFL unless there was a franchise in St. Louis. Yeah. Because of that, because of how successful they were in the first iteration. Travis, I, I will say this without a doubt. St. Louis is the heart and soul of the XFL. As long as I think fans keep showing up to St. Louis, there will be an XFL. Yeah, because the profitability of St. Louis and the support of St. Louis is enough to support the whole rest of the league. Yeah. Right. At least it makes it look like the XFL as a whole is not a complete failure. Yeah. Because, again, if you take out the attendance of of St. Louis, massive L, massive L. There are teams that have hosted ratings. Yeah. I, I mean, ratings aren't great. I'm sure in the St. Louis market, ratings they, are good. They are. But as far as nationwide, they're still not right. good. No. Um, they've, they've fallen off a cliff. But the attendance numbers, at least with St. Louis there, you can justify people are spending 35 to 45 bucks for a ticket. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just a guess. I have no clue. I've never looked up XFL ticket prices for St. Louis. Are they higher than that, Travis? I, mean, I think they're in the same ballpark. They're not. Yeah. Not too. Not too bad. So thirty-five, forty bucks, somewhere in there. Thirty-five to forty-five bucks. 
for a ticket. You throw in a beer or two at nine bucks a pop. You throw in a slice of pizza for another nine bucks. Throw in a hat. And you throw in 38,000 people doing that. That's enough money to justify a week of doing the games. Yeah. That's not even including TV rights fees. Right. Which they're getting from ESPN and Fox. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Calm down. Don't take everything so personal, St. Louis. You guys always do this in any sports thing. Yeah. And I think that's... Calm down. They always will. So, uh, yeah, even though you should have looked at what day it was, yeah. Uh, They they got old flashbacks uh, happening and... I don't think it went over very well. I mean, I can't blame them because every sports franchise leaves besides the Cardinals and the Blues. So, mm-hmm. yeah. right, yeah. Again, they're a great baseball city. Mm-hmm. They are. They are indeed. So, sports city, eh. baseball city, sure, top five. Yes, absolutely. Easily top five, even easily. Uh, top three, Travis. I'll even say top, top three. three. Top three baseball cities in all of America. Hey, nice. But uh, overall like sports, mm. Eh. Mm. you can't have as many franchises leave and still be a top ten sports city. Yeah. Just, uh, I guess I see that argument. So, and you can't have two of the you know missing half of the major sports and be considered a major sports city. Yeah, I guess. So I guess I can see that. I'll say that St. Louis is a top three baseball city, and I'll even Travis give them a top ten hockey city. Ooh, top ten hockey and, city. And I'll even throw them a bone and say a top five MLS city. Mm-hmm. How's that? Yeah, it's certainly a, a great start yes. to a St. And Louis FC. the number one XFL city. What mm-hmm. more do you there want, you St. Louis? Exactly. Sheesh. Giving a lot of reasons for... Uh, the argument of a sports city. Well, except for two of those are not major sports. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. The XFL is not major, and the no. MLS is not major. Yeah, not not at all. Yeah. Compared to the other ones. So, alrighty. So, alright. Let's move on. Let's move on. Move on, we shall. Move on, we shall. Uh, you want to get to the NASCAR, or do you want to get to the championship? It's up to you. You you were steering the ship. I did I did that on Thursday and Friday, and it didn't go so well. So, uh, oh, it's kind of nice <laughs> handing off the reins for a couple of days. Not gonna lie. All right, we can we can do NASCAR. Let's do NASCAR. All right, let's start uh, on Saturday night, Travis. There was a a really bad wreck that the sports world actually was talking about. I'm going to show Travis the video of this wreck. It was in the truck race. Trucks were in Texas. Rest of the series were in Richmond, Virginia. The trucks, though, were in Texas by themselves, having having a race in Texas. And mm-hmm. Dean Thompson was involved in a, a very scary accident. Um, and and the, the camera just kind of caught the end of it. But you'll see what happens. And he just gets, boom, right in the driver's side door. Uh, he wow. was airlifted uh, to the hospital. He has since been checked and released. Um, but basically what happened is he got loose and hit the wall and then was sitting crossways across the track. And the guys behind him didn't slow down. And... Yeah, Someone hit him right in the driver's right. door. Uh, very scary Smacking moment. Good. Um, 
But like I said, he has since been uh, – he's actually getting out of his truck here. He's the guy who's getting out, um, and he'll immediately sit down on the sit down on the side. But he was able to get out under his own power, and he, mm. he was taken via ambulance to, to a hospital. But uh, he has since been checked and released. Um, the NASCAR, obviously, medical team will have to check him and make sure that he's okay to race um, for this weekend. But uh, – uh, could have been a very scary situation there, and that shows you the advancements of the safety yeah. of these race cars. So, yeah, smack them good. All right, let's talk about Sunday. Sunday, Travis NASCAR was in Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. and as I said in the uh, the Sports Center or my top threes, excuse me, Kyle Larson got the win first of the year. Uh, Josh Berry, who the guy filling in for Chase Elliott, finished second. Uh, good run uh, for a guy just doing filling duty, um, sure. but. Josh Berry. Josh Berry. Mr. Berry to you. Uh, it was Ross Chastain finished third. Christopher Bell was fourth. Kevin Harvick was fifth. Um, but to me, the talk of, of this race, Travis, at least early on, um, and, and that is Denny Hamlin. Uh, Denny Hamlin, or Dennis, as I like to call him. Dennis Hamlin. Um, Making some waves again. He made more waves. So he was he was up front and he had a decent car and they made a pit stop and um, too fast on pit road. So he 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 argued it on the radio and said my lights were green. I wasn't too fast. And NASCAR said we have monitors and cameras. You were too fast. Mm-hmm. Go to the end of the field. So he goes to the end of the field, starts working his way up after the caution and the onboard camera is on board. They're talking about him and they're on board with him. And he just dumps a guy as they're on camera with him. Like, he just knocks this guy who's a slow guy. It's J.J. Yaley in, you know, not superior equipment. And it was just the placement of it that, you know, Denny Hamlin's been talking for weeks about guys need to respect each other. And draw, and here he is just straight in, just dumps this guy. Sent him into the wall, and JJ even said so after the race. He's like, he's been talking about you know respect and how we need to you know respect each other, and he just he just took us out. And he did it. It is clear as day, and it's one of the funniest things I've seen um, because of the fact that the camera was on him, like they were in car, and the announcers were like, "Well, you saw it clear as day. Like you you saw it. Um, it was it was live while they were in the car with him. So it." Uh, I don't know if I've seen a driver intentionally wreck someone while they yeah. were. Here you go. Here's the in-car camera. They're talking about Denny. He's on, got the visor cam on, and they're talking about him. And then all of a sudden, boom, just straight in there, just takes him out, out of the way, get out of my way. And wow. like I said, the announcers were talking about him and how he was moving it back up through the field. And, yep. Uh, Christopher <laughs> Bell and Ross Chastain also got into it at the end of the race. Christopher Bell uh, – uh, called uh, Ross a wrecking ball on the speedway. Hmm. So we are what? We're I think five, six races into the season, Travis. We're already got people mad at each other. Yeah. Hey, this is great. I yeah. love it. I love Denny it. Denny Hamlin has been in the uh, every week. The it feels it. like Denny yeah. Hamlin's getting in trouble for exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. Something. So every week. Uh, but uh, yeah. Also came out this week, uh, right before the the race, that the. Um, the Hendrick Motorsports penalty mm-hmm. has been appealed and it has been reduced. The point penalty, the hundred point penalty, taken away. All taken the points away. they gave all the points back. Wow. Crew chiefs are still suspended, but all the points are back. So, 
Uh, because of that, Alex Bowman now leads the standings once again. He went from being like 35th with that points penalty to now he's back in front. So, hmm. um, But, yeah, that does it for uh, for Richmond. It was one of the better Richmond races that they've had. It was the most green flag passes at Richmond, and I think I read 10 years. So that's, hmm. that's a positive. Um, again, this is the first test of the new short track car that they spent the offseason kind of working on. So it was nice that it, it provided some, some green flag racing um, at times. And uh, now we head to Bristol Dirt. On the dirt. On the dirt. Easter night. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. but Easter night. Easter night. A little dirt race. Bristol Dirt Race. So uh, that'll be fun. Interesting. Just, just the trucks and the cups. And uh, a couple of uh, dirt dirt ringers, we'll say, will be in the, the field. I know one of them's a, a guy from the uh, – like the – modified series you know and i'm sure there'll be some sprint car drivers in the like the trucks and stuff so uh should be fun this is a hit and miss kind of thing it feels like it always rains that weekend so we'll we'll see if the weather cooperates but uh nascar survivor yes nascar pick him uh i picked christopher bell travis picked ryan blaney uh, Ryan Blaney was up there, and then Ryan Blaney left pit road with a piece of equipment in his car, so he went a lap down, and uh, through no effort, Travis, the guys dove for it. It was real a great effort from his guys. Like, the gas man saw him leaving, and he's like, uh, and then the tire chair changer was, like, jumping and trying to dive and grab it, and they, they all missed it. So he had to come back in uh, and take it out. So Ryan Blaney got stuck a lap down, finished 26th. So uh, that will be a win for me. I now lead 7-1 to one as we head into Bristol Dirt. Uh, I uh, I was watching that race, and I couldn't remember who you picked. So yeah. I was just watching uh, Blaney. Uh-huh. Not, not good. It was a great was, effort, though. Right. Those guys tried their hardest to get that. but Yeah, I must have missed that. Unfortunately... Oh, I may have to look up the video for you. It was it was yeah, pretty good. Must, so. have, must have missed that. Yeah. I just saw there was a lap down for the majority of the time I was watching. So. Yeah, what it, there were weren't a lot of cautions, so it's hard once you get a lap down on a short track to get caught back up. So yeah, um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, no, not Ryan Blaney takes a dive. Anyways. Anyways. We can move on. We can move on. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, move on, and uh, let's move on to uh, the uh, NCAA Women's National Championship game, as we talked a little bit about it in the opening segment for first things first of uh, LSU winning, and then we also touched a little bit on the – Angel Angel Reese and uh, Caitlin Clark uh, situation there at the uh, very end with uh, Reese doing the "You Can't See Me" mm-hmm. uh, celebration and pointing to the ring, point towards her ring finger uh, there, which she has done before. As she went, I think when they got to the final four, they were actually drawing with a sharpie on that yep. uh, ring finger uh, there in a celebration there. Uh, but a lot of topic of uh, conversation of whether that was uh, on sportsmanlike 
uh, for it to do that. And, uh, you know, kind of a double standard being set by uh, Clark doing that earlier in the tournament. And uh, people not really having a problem with that, but having a problem with uh, what Reese did uh, yesterday. So, uh, Eric, you got any uh, two cents on the matter? I'm fine with it because Clark started it. Yeah. Clark has been kind of, and I like her a lot. I think she's a great ball player. But she has been very, I don't know if she uses his motivation. She's been very chirpy. A lot. So. And so I don't mind it being thrown back in the face. Especially right. when your team put up the most points in a college basketball final for the women's ever. Right. I think you have a little bit of a reason to stick out your chest a little bit and be like, what? Like, sure. what? Sure. So... Um, well, there's a, a couple of things and uh, what people are kind of just going crazy on Twitter uh, yesterday about uh, this whole situation. And I feel like context is a key to everything and uh, for everybody that was kind of tweeting about it and including all of us. This is probably the first time that we've watched women's basketball yeah. games yeah. this season and uh, so uh, we're all kind of talking about that and sitting from the sidelines well uh, the context is that uh, Clark has done this before in uh, this uh, tournament uh, here and the context of that is important as well uh, she this all started way back in the second round with uh, Louisville and Texas. There was a situation there about some trash talk by uh, Louisville and Texas. They got into it in the uh, handshake line after the game, and uh, Louisville was kind of chirping a little bit. Texas didn't like it and then uh, went on to the press conference, and uh, there was a Louisville player that kind of spearheaded all that. Well, uh, Louisville went ahead, and they went. They beat Old Miss in the Sweet 16, and then they faced Iowa in a the Elite Eight, and that's when uh, Clark in that game uh, did the You Can't See mm-hmm. Me to uh, Louisville, and it was kind of in the direction of uh, the same girl right. that was uh, trash-talking uh, for uh, Louisville. So uh, Clark, she was doing that, but she was also doing it in response to trash-talk of their own, as well as this, Reese was doing it in response not only to the You Can't See Me thing, but to the disrespect that they felt that Iowa did against yeah. South Carolina, yeah. which I think is a little ridiculous myself. It's a little it's a strategy that they did. And, yes, you, there was a clip where Clark was just kind of waving off there, mm-hmm. uh, and leaving South yeah. Carolina wide yeah. open at the three-point line. So uh, I, I think that was kind of petty f- to use that as motivation. But, uh, hey, it obviously worked. It obviously worked. <laughs> and you can say that, Travis, and I, I, I understand what you're saying. But when you talk about – a program that in the past five years has more respect probably than any other program on the women's side, it would be South Carolina. Sure. The way they've handled themselves, the, the yeah. they are the this kind of the, the excellence right now. They're UConn women when UConn women were on their run. Right. They've yeah, I think they've out. made five straight final fours. Like Yeah, and they were undefeated. They were undefeated that. until the loss to Iowa. Also, you have to remember, what conference does South Carolina play for? The SEC. What conference does LCU play for? The SEC. Stand up for your fellow conference mates. Yeah. It's one of those things that's kind of like having a little brother. I can pick on my little brother, but don't no one else touch him. Yeah. You stand up for your conference. Because what 
Iowa did against South Carolina could be looked at as a disrespectful way that the SEC plays basketball. Yeah. Or South Carolina could have made more threes and made them pay for it. They could have. I, I, I'm not saying – I think Iowa's strategy was great because it worked. Yeah. No one else had tried it. Mm-hmm. Was it a tad bit disrespectful? Yes, it was. Because you're basically saying, we do not fear your shooters. In the same way, Hack-A-Shack was disrespectful to Shaq. A little bit, yeah. And that also is a different strategy it, that was implored. And it, it is. And it was all strategy And it based. was all strategy. But, again, that's a decision that a coach makes before going into the game. It's not something you just decide right in the moment. Yeah. It's, it's a situational thing. This was a strategy that, that Iowa wanted to use against South Carolina. And if it didn't work and South Carolina ended up winning that game, everyone would look at Iowa and go, you're idiots. Why did you think that was going to work? Right. But the fact that they went with it and it worked, now everyone's going, why didn't we think of that? Right. I do feel that this Iowa team doesn't mind wearing the black hat. They don't mind being the bad guys. Well, I don't think that I was being uh, brought out to be the bad guy. Now it's LSU and uh, Reese being the villains, and she's kind of embracing that as well. She's not shying away from it. She didn't shy away from it in the post game. She didn't shy away from it in the post game talking with ESPN after the game, mm-hmm. and uh, you know she even put it on Twitter the uh, picture of her doing the "You Can't See Me" to uh, Clark. So uh, she's kind of embracing uh, that role as well i don't have a problem with uh, reese clapping back at clark because clark had done the celebration right. before right the problem that i do have with it was that uh, reese did it more than once she chased her down after the game and while the time was ticking down and she kept doing it and she kept pointing to her ring finger right in the face of clark yeah uh, there that's what i have the problem that's with. A, that's a little extreme excessive. i'll give you that that's yes. excessive mm. It is. It, it is. At the same time, you wipe the floor with them. Yeah. You get caught up in the moment, Travis. Yeah, and she said she was feeling herself. She was yeah. feeling her moment. You score 103 <laughs> points in a national championship game. You're not supposed to score that many points in a national championship game. Mm-mm. You're expecting yeah. a close game when you get to this point. Right. And the fact that it wasn't, I think it was kind of shocking to them. So you're right. you're full of that pride. You're full of that, yeah, I'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof now. They definitely were. And the other thing, and I don't know if she strategically did it or, or what, but by doing it as the clock's winding down, even if the ref said that's excessive, what are they going to do? Right. Shoot meaningless free throws? Call a foul that doesn't matter? Right. Suspender for the first three games of next year against nobodies at the beginning of the season? Right. And who's to say she's the, I don't even know if she's a senior. I don't even know if she's coming back. Maybe she'll enter the draft. I don't know. The LSU player. Uh, she's only a sophomore. The LSU player is? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would assume she'll be back. But, right. again, does that matter 
three games at the beginning of the season? No. So I think it was very well-timed. Yeah, I, I guess so. And, yeah, there's really nothing that they could have nothing you uh, can do. done at that point. And, you know, the officials already kind of took over the game yeah. at that point anyways by calling the technical on Clark for just flipping the ball behind her back there, even though it was kind of – I thought the explanation was it was the second delay of game uh, that they had. But uh, talk about reading the room. I mean, you had one job, and that was to stay out of the way of possibly the most watched – NCAA women's final ever and uh, everyone's talking about uh, how bad the officiating was and whatnot before the whole uh, disrespect Mm -hmm. argument uh, thing came into play and uh, the whole thing of you know uh, women's basketball gets a bad rap of you know not being very exciting and whatnot but I mean these two offenses were putting up the points oh yeah uh, there and you know LSU putting up 100 in a national championship game that's uh, pretty tremendous, and that's this uh, was a great game, and it was intense, and I watched quite a bit of it, as well as it seemed like the rest of the world did. I was going to say, the rest of the Travis, country did. It was a top ten trending tweet. Right, was the women's final four game during opening weekend of Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. That is huge, because right. you can't say, oh, there was nothing else going on. It was in the afternoon. There was nothing else going on. No, there right. was baseball. I think there was more competition yesterday afternoon than it would have been if you moved it to the evening. Yeah. Because in the evening, you just have one game to worry about. And the reason why it's in the afternoon, by the way, is because what network is it on? ESPN. ESPN does not want to go against itself with Sunday Night Baseball, the first Sunday Night Baseball of the season. Yeah, that would be so. That would be ratings nightmare. You you wouldn't cannibalize yourself by having the two only two live sports things going against each other right so that's that's why they moved it to the afternoon i understand why but you were up against more baseball and you're up against xfl you were up against the nascar race Mm -hmm. but I, i i think the placement of it travis and you may disagree with me and that's fine was perfect to get the most eyes on it yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, more of eyeballs were, were on it because it was at, uh, because it was on at the time. And it was on ABC. It was, yeah. It wasn't buried on ESPN2. I mean, there was a, a separate was the version you could watch on ESPN2. But it's yeah, not it like... Diana Taurasi yeah, and Sue Bird. It wasn't like ESPN2 had the main broadcast and ESPNU had the mega cast. Mm-hmm. They put it on ABC for the whole nation to see... Over terrestrial television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think with this, with I'm mm, trying to figure out how to say this, with all the politicalness that the women's sports is getting in general, whether it be the women's soccer team, the WNBA, NBA comparison that we've seen brought up everywhere. I think now is a great time to be in women's sports. Yeah. Because I think they are getting more eyeballs on them now than they have possibly ever. Mm-hmm. And I think a player like Clark, who is, she reminds me a lot of uh, um, Inescu. Yeah. At the college level. A little bit, yeah. Only she puts up more points. 
Mm-hmm. And Eska was a triple-double machine, but she didn't put up, you know, she would have 25, 30 points in a game and have a triple-double. Clark will put up 45 and carry the entire Iowa team. Mm-hmm. So, Where did she go to school? Sabrina Inescu? Yeah. Oregon. Oregon, yeah. Yep, Oregon. And then she was drafted to New York. Right. Oregon. Yep, Oregon. But she was there during the UConn years when they were making four straight titles and <laughs> just dominating. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing. The women's college basketball game has lost the parody it once had. Mm-hmm. Meaning every year, I said it right here on this show, you can just put three ones and a two in the women's bracket and have that be your final four, and it's just figuring out which one and twos don't make it. Right. Yeah, I mean, this year South Carolina was a one, obviously, and Virginia Tech yep. uh, was Were the one as well with LSU. But neither them. one of them played in the national championship. No. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I I think the, the parody is gone of you have these powerhouses that every year are going to come in with one or two losses. Now, South Carolina is still there. I'm not saying they're not. But they didn't make it. Yeah, no, they didn't. So. Yeah, and Stanford, uh, a number one seed, bowing out so early yep. in the second round, and uh, so did Indiana as well. So And Kim Mulkey getting the title for LSU in yeah, just her second and, year. And her uh, outfits. Yeah. She was wearing a... She's under... I, I feel she's a little underrated because she led those Baylor teams as well that were pretty good, at, you know, yeah, you know, and talking about uh, the um, situation with the LSU players, they're a product of their coach, and yep. I think that should tell you all that you need to know about uh, Kim Mulkey and uh, my thoughts on her. So, yep. Um, but LSU national champions in only her second year there. I mean, man, LSU was only thirty-four and two, and they were a three seed. So. Two losses in a three seed, maybe underseeded uh, there on my book there, bub. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, not very many uh, times you see. Uh, we'll wait to see what the ratings look like, but um, I think South Carolina and Iowa game was pretty uh, highly rated, and we'll see what the national championship ranks out uh, there. And uh, one of the reasons for that, our ranking was, again, was uh, Kaitlin Clark. Uh, there on Sunday. All right, so. Travis. I uh, this entire discussion we just had, I am going to take a a a big hard brake pedal, and I'm going to stop this. And I, I'm because I just read something about this thing that I just saw. Okay, <laughs> and that was I didn't see the I didn't see the press conference. Okay, uh-huh. from Reese afterwards. You did correct. Did I, you see the whole I, thing or just I snippets? Saw snippets. Okay, here is here is a quote. I'm gonna read. Are you ready? Uh-huh. All year, I was critiqued for who I was. I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, and y'all don't say nothing, so this is for the girls that look like me, for those that want to speak up for what they believe in. It's unapologetically you, and that's what I did it for tonight. It was bigger than me tonight, and Twitter is going to go into a rage every time, and I'm happy. I feel that I've grown women's basketball this year. I'm looking forward to celebrating, and then next season. Travis, are we making this 
about what I think we are? Yes. Because if that's what this is, then everything I said saying, ah, oh, it's okay, you're feeling yourself, is thrown out the window, and this is a bad look at women's basketball, and this is a black eye on this game, if that's what we're saying it is devolving into. Yeah, that's definitely uh, a part of it. Then I, I quit on this argument, mm-hmm. because if that is what it is becoming, then the LSU player is so in the wrong. Yeah, that's kind of what it's oh, turning into. Mm. Yeah, and I knew it would be. It makes me so I frustrating. That. I know. I know. <laughs> so, there you go. Hey, one positive this week. Last week was WrestleMania week. This week it's Masters week. Yeah, and Tigers there doing Tiger's his practice rounds. There, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Masters is on. I just want him to make the cut, Travis. <laughs> is it bad again? It's bad that that is my bar for Tiger Woods, the greatest golfer of our generation. Mm-hmm. I just hope he makes the cut. Hmm. I can't even scroll down unless I missed them. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is the uh, favorite right now to uh, take the Masters. He's plus 700, so that should tell you that it's wide open. Yes. Uh, Roy McIlroy plus 750. John Ryan plus 950, the top three. And I believe it'll be the first tournament this year with Liv and PGA Tour players all together. Yep, Dustin Johnson plus 2,900. Brooks Kepka plus 3,700. Brooks Kepka has won back-to-back Liv tournaments, Travis. Ooh, there you go. He says he's healthy and he's playing the best ah, golf of his life. Uh, Tiger Woods is plus 8,500. Too bad you can only see it on the CW. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. Like I said, my goal for Tiger is to make the cut. That's hmm. it. That's all I want him to do. Just make the cut. Don't embarrass yourself. Put some entertainment on that right now. <laughs> Before the line changes. To win, to don't, win outright. Don't worry, Travis. He'll pull out Friday. You'll be good. Ugh. There is a Tiger special on this one. He hasn't played a competitive round of golf. Uh, Bogey-free round in the tournament, plus 380. Nope. To make birdie or better on the first hole of the tournament, plus 500. Nope. To finish in the top 10. No. No. Bogey-free first round is plus 2,000. No, 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 no. All those numbers are enticing to you, To lead Travis. after round two, Travis, plus 4,100. Travis, they're all enticing you. You're thinking, just maybe. To win yeah. by four shots or more. Oh, yeah. Getting our time <laughs> plus machine. Two, plus 32,001 Tiger that's showing up here. A wire-to-wire win. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plus 27. Uh, if, if Tiger has found a time machine and he is coming back from 2,000, to play in this Masters, then I would say definitely put some entertainment on it. But it's it, he hasn't played a full round of golf competitively. Mm. He hasn't been in a tournament since the Open. Wasn't there that one? He did the, the father son thing with his with his son. Was there another tournament that he was in at his own golf course? No, he pulled out, I thought. I don't know. Can't remember. I thought there was one that he played in. Mm. Oh, it looks like maybe the ri- – yes, the Riviera, Travis. He finished two over. Yeah, there you go. Tied for 45th. 
February 16th. Travis, he hasn't played since February. Well rested. Well rested. I don't want the guy who... Mm, so frustrated. Everything has made me frustrated now today, Travis. I'm frustrated. Yeah, after you... Uh... Yes, after I read the quote, I'm frustrated. <laughs> let's let's move on. You want to move on? Uh, move on. I don't have anything else left besides this day in history. Yes, let's do this day in history. Okay, let's on this day out. in 1989, Glenn Rice... Led Michigan to an overtime win over Seton Hall, helping the Wolverines win their first national championship. Rice's 184 points in the tournament stands to the most in a single NCAA tournament until it was broken this year by Clark. 1989 on this day, also, Ken Griffey Jr. doubled in his first major league at back, collecting the first hit of his 2,781 career hits. On this day in 1994, the North Carolina women won their first national championship in program history. Charlotte Smith hits the game winner to beat Louisiana Tech. On this day, back in 2017, North Carolina won its sixth national championship. 71-65 over Gonzaga. The Tar Heels finished the game on an 8-0 run. On this day in 2000, Brett Hall scored his 610th career goal to tie his father, Bobby, for ninth on the NHL career list in the Stars' 2-2 tie against the Flame. And finally, Travis, on this day in 2000, Michigan Mm -hmm. State won its second national championship and it's first since Matt Johnson in 1979 by beating Florida in the national final. That was the last time a Big Ten team won a national title. Uh, 23 years ago today. Man. And that streak will continue. Hmm. Well, so no. we're at least looking at 24 years. Yeah. Well, you know, we almost got it in the uh, women's game, but uh, that didn't happen. Nope. So we'll always have that. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. That's always their Quote of Big dad. Ten. Yeah, motto of Big Ten basketball. Maybe next year. Yeah, maybe a motto of the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Motto, the real motto of the Big Ten basketball season. Wait, you play in March? <laughs> <laughs> They're great the first four months of the year. They just forget that March is still part of basketball season. Yep. And uh, March Madness closes out tonight. Yep. And uh, make sure to stay up late as uh, late night tip off over on a 98.9 and uh, stay up late for the uh, best moment in all of March Madness. It's uh, the Luther Vandross one shining moment. And if they don't end that with a close up and a call by Jim Nance. I know. I didn't even realize this was it. This, this was it. it. The Houston guy going back to Houston. I didn't even realize this was He's it. I was from like, Houston. He went to college in Houston. Start like, his career. Start his career broadcasting Houston games. Don't tell me he is retiring and, from it all. And Houston had to drop the ball, Travis. They couldn't just make it to the championship. Yeah. If they would have just won this, it would have been perfect. Jim Nance, guy from Houston, grew up in Houston, went to school in Houston, started his career broadcasting Houston basketball games, comes back to Houston and retires, calling a Houston championship. But they couldn't do it. No. Nope. No. Nope, had to lose. Lost. Thanks, uh, Calvin Sampson, for that one. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Get out of here. 
But yeah, Jim Nance, uh, no more, hmm. no more. Yeah, so uh, no more NCAA games for uh, yep. Jim Nance. Yep. He's not calling it quits entirely. Yep. For uh, he wants to focus this week on Masters yes. coverage and uh, spend more time uh, with his family in between yep. uh, the off season of the NFL. So no more college basketball. Yeah. yeah, well deserved. Yeah, absolutely. I've Jim already Nance. sent CBS my resume. Yeah, Jim Nance, one of the best in the business. Uh, reported uh, Ian Engel will be the one to uh, be the lead for final four games. Yeah, but someone's got to replace what games he was doing. So. I guess so, yeah. I, I sent it off anyways. There you go. Well, we'll see if you hear back. I, and I'm, I'm sure they'd love a buzzer beetle. He made it at the buzzer! <laughs> no. No! <laughs> they probably don't want that part, but maybe the, I think the they buzzer. Want it. I think they want that, Travis. We're going to overtime! Yeah, you may you may get the job if you San Diego that, State for three. If you sent that part, yeah, there you go. Got it. If you, if you sent that in on the resume tape on the resume film, you may may have a chance there. So uh, we'll wait to hear on whether Eric gets the job <laughs> or that or not. And if you don't hear from Eric for a long time, next March I may be busy. Yeah, you know that you got the job. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the uh, national championship game. And uh, to recap all the baseball happens uh, tonight and uh, today for a local as well. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. And we'll be back for you tomorrow. And until then, peace out. <laughs>